before you listen to this podcast, I just want to apologize for the audio on my end. We decided to do a fun upgrade and get a soundboard for the podcast, but like the saying goes, you get what you pay for. And the quality on my end is not up to par. So I will be going back to my old mic. But again, apologize. This is a great episode on Pinhook. Has some great information. So I hope you guys enjoy. Cheers. Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. And we are back with another episode of the Brothers of the Dram podcast. I am your host, AJ, with my co-host, Eric, who's going to tell us how he's doing today. What's going on, AJ? Uh, today, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just when I thought it was going to get cooler, it's starting to get hot again. So I'm hoping that will change soon. But here we are. I had the windows open in my house today, and it was so windy, it felt great. Until the point where it got too windy and it blew my shutters wide open and they banged into the wall. So I was doing that while I was on a call for work earlier. So I had to like close the windows and then turn the AC back on because it's hot where either the windows are open or the AC is on. Uh oh. Just when we thought we were over it. But wouldn't, 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 I would not want to be anywhere else, to be honest. Now you're in Vegas? Oh, maybe Vegas. Vegas, 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 Vegas. I'm excited today, bro, because we are talking about a specific kind of whiskey and it evolved around AJ's style with this whole HG hand with collection. Mm hmm. Yeah, you love that stuff. Want to tell people what we're going to be talking about today? Sure. We will be talking today about Pinhook. Pinhook, Pinhook. Pin hook. hook, pin hook. And we also, well, you go ahead, do your thing. I was going to say, do you have yours poured yet? I do not. Actually, let me pour mine now. I'm going to pour mine really close to the mic, see if we get something. Ooh, that sounded lovely. Take <laughs> that you do on like post when you just input the sound of water dripping or something. Yeah, that was not any kind of post-added audio clip. That was authentic. Authentic audio clip. No, just so people are aware if they're into this kind of thing, now that the holidays are around the corner, liquor stores now have their gift packs. And I was at Total Wine, which is my main store to go to, so the price is right. And they have their Woodford Reserve package, and it came with a very nice, very nicely etched uh, rocks glass. Mm. So if you're interested in kind of things, pick it up. It's the same price as a regular bottle. You get a free item with it. And if it's free, you take it. Nice. So they already have that stuff out, huh? Yeah, they had a couple out. And um, the Woodford Reserve is, I unfortunately ran out. So I was like, perfect. Nice uh, rocks glass with a bottle I'm missing. Nice. Very nice. I need to pick up some of those Christmas holiday bottles so I can have some cool cups and whatever they have attached to them definitely before we nose this and give our opinion on the nose and the palate and everything uh-huh. spill on here for the listeners we are actually sipping on the high proof bourbon and it is a 75 percent corn 
15% rye and 10% malted barley. Send me some of that garn. <laughs> I need to make that an audio clip. Right. Add it in. Just use the original. Just use the natural Libra one. All right, yeah, so let me does. nose this sucker here. Nose it and tell me what you're getting. Hmm. I'm getting like a like a nutty almost mapley maybe maple for maple sure, yeah. or honey N- maple honeyish nutty smell is what I'm getting not too strong really nice the honey nut cheerios on there dude I'm getting some honey nut cheerios mhm what are you getting no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm getting Honey Nut Cheerios. That's what I'm saying. Like, like if I open up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios and oh. my nose like a whip, that's where I'm yeah. getting. Honey Nut Cheerios with a little sting on it? Yeah, exactly. A little little burning sensation on there from the, hmm. the ABV. Okay, nice. So the ABV on the high-proof bourbon that we are sipping on is 57.25%. So it is definitely up there in the range of what I personally enjoy. It's a doozy. It's good stuff. It's real good. And for the listeners, the High Proof Bourbon of 2022, um, I don't want to go into too much detail because I'm sure Eric is going to cover this, but Mm -hmm. bottles are named specifically after something. Mm -hmm. So that's correct. Ours is called Bohemian Bourbon, and I'll give a little more details on that later, probably, after we go in a little more detail about the brand. Okay. What are you getting on the palette? Um, you know what? Let me give it a taste here. Oh, that burn. Oh, yeah. Oh, that did burn. Oh, <laughs> but that's yeah. always on the first sip. You know what? I'm getting yeah. a lot of citrus. I'm getting I'm definitely getting a lot of citrus. How about you? So I was going to say lime, but lime is not correct. And I cannot put my finger on what it was. So I think citrus is the correct. Like an orange zesty. Yes, exactly. Oh, I, my favorite old fashioned. Mm-hmm. I think you need to make an old fashioned out of these. I promise. I don't, I don't like making old fashions out of higher end bourbons. Well, this is not high end, but more expensive than like a regular bullet or something. Yeah. But I you might still do it just to get out my system because I'm going to think about it every time until it happens. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I do like it. But it is a little a little intense. It's a little intense. Um, it definitely uh, packs a punch. Yeah. Um, it's really good if you can get past that punch. And I don't know if it's because I'm not, you know, a, a, a huge whiskey drinker that hasn't, you know, really built a palate for it. But yeah, it's really good. But it does have that kick at the end and in in between where it's just like, ooh, wowzers. But very good taste. Very good taste. But I do see myself like, ooh. <clears throat> but that could just be me being a little B. No, no, no. You're, you're good because when it comes to, you know, whiskey and bourbon, the high proof ones that do pack a punch, there's a purpose for you to add your own drops of water because then it downproofs it, releases the oils, and it might extend the uh, flavor palette for you. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? I've taken my third sip and it's gotten easier and I'm enjoying it even more. So I think it's just a matter of just getting into the rhythm of it. Um, I really like it. So you're saying you're done being a little bitch about it. Done. 
Definitely. That was only for about, you know, 15 seconds. Yeah, you know, for me, it is definitely good. It does pack a punch. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, over time of sipping it, it definitely changes on your palate. You get acclimated to it. And the punch is not there as much. But you still feel it down in your chest. You still feel that that Kentucky hug. Yeah, you definitely. I feel the warmth going down my throat. Like, it's it's definitely... A nice, I don't want to, I don't want to say burn, but warmth. It's nice warmth down the throat. So maybe this would be a really nice like winter time uh, sip whiskey. You know, something to sip on in the winter with maybe a cigar or something. But but it's um, I'm liking it more as I'm sipping more. But again, this is my first time trying it. So you mentioned a cigar. If I was going to pair a cigar with this, I would definitely go with something that's on the heavier side and has some pepper to it. Because I believe the pepper on a cigar will pair nicely with a high-proof bourbon like this. You don't think it would uh, enhance it or enhance that like uh, that punch? It probably you... will, but you know, as you get acclimated with your with your palate with the different yeah. spice, it's not going to overpower it. Because let's say you went with a mild cigar, that mild cigar is uh -huh. not much flavor because this whiskey is going to. It's overpowering here. Exactly. You know what? If you would have told me that on the first sip, I would have said, hell no. But now that I'm, I'm on my fourth sip now, yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah, I guess a nice, strong cigar would work, too. Me, personally, the part that goes in your mouth, the, the butt of the cigar, I like to dip that in my bourbon. And like we talked about that on the cigar episode on this podcast. You always like the part that goes in your mouth. I like butt. Actually, no, the butt is the part that you, that you tap off. Whoa. Oh, tap the butt. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we learn th new things about you every episode, AJ. So it's always you that pushes to the limit of that side of things. You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I raise my glass to you. And I do believe you have some information to tell us, right? I do believe it's so uh, uh whiskey history time, AJ. Oh, baby. It's that time. Best time of the episode. Let's do it. Whiskey history, whiskey history, whiskey history with Eric. <laughs> yeah. Great intro. So, Pinhook, I found a little bit of history. It was a little difficult, if I'm being honest, to find some history just because it's fairly new, AJ. Are you do you know when it was founded by any chance? Um, not founded, but I do believe it came out in 2014. Yeah, so it was founded in 2011. Okay. So in terms of whiskey, or at least the whiskey we've covered, fairly young. Fairly, fairly young to uh to find a lot of history, but um, it was founded by three friends. And their names are Sean Josephs, Jay Peterson, and Charles P. Fulford III. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That is a gentleman name indeed. Fancy. So the way it started is that they purchased 20 barrels of bourbon from this uh, company called Midwest Grain Products. And they brought them to uh, Kentucky to age. So they started releasing very small batches in 2014, which was is what you mentioned. And um, also in 2014, there was a um, old distillery in um, Frankfort, Kentucky, called the Castle and Key, that was actually restored. And that's where they began housing their barrels and um, blending and bottling. So um, when Castle and Key's 
became operational in 2017, that's when they started doing their thing over there. They based their image or their brand on uh, strongly on the history of uh, horse racing in Kentucky. And I'm actually, I was very intrigued by this because I grew up going to the Santa Anita racetrack when I was younger. And so I was really, um, I really enjoyed looking into how they went about creating their brand and things like that, which is really cool because a lot of um, Pinhook's branding is inspired by horse racing in Kentucky. So that, you know, that is really the connection that I have with growing up, going to Santa Anita Park here in Southern California. It really, you know, connect, I connected with it, which is really cool. And this is the the second sort of race horse connection because um, which is the other one? Is it um, the other brand that has the horses on top? Lantern. Lantons. So there's another connection. I guess it's because it's in Kentucky and the Kentucky, whole Kentucky Derby thing, I guess. Um, but also Woodford Reserve, they have their annual um, limited edition Kentucky Derby bourbon too that comes out. So multiple companies do make things based around that because it's so yeah. big in Kentucky. Which is cool. And like I feel like I found a new connection to whiskey that I didn't you know, expect. So basically the way Pinhook received or the way they decided to come up with their name is um, the act of pin hooking is actually a, a horse racing term. And that's um, an old Kentucky term for buying baby thoroughbreds based on their lineage and then raising them to maturity and then selling them um, when they're ready to race. So that's called pin hooking. So the founders drew that that parallel to their to their whiskey of like, you know, buying young barrels um, and then blending them and bottling them and selling them. So it's kind of like the same thing in uh, whiskey terms. So that's why they went with Pinhook. You know, I like that. And you mentioned the connection of you liking the horse races. Um, with me, I am, you know, hobbyist photographer on the side, and I've shot multiple horse races at the uh, Santa Anita racetrack. And a little funny story is I was on the track one time after a race, and they were giving the awards away, and I had my long lens on. So I was zoomed in on a horse in the distance. Next thing you know, I hear someone yell, watch out. One of the huge horses was, was running right at us. So oh, I got put on that one. You but that, saved your life. Yeah. One, per, one person was not shooting and they paid attention. Like there's like four other of us and the horse was coming right at us. Wow. Well, that's that's a pretty cool story. It's actually a really good story. Yeah. You got your yeah. life saved by that. But no, not risky, not whiskey related, though. Well, it is pinhook related if you think about it. Yeah, I guess in a way you're right. And in connection, Pinhook is a whiskey. So if you do the full circle, it's whiskey related. It is. You know, everything is whiskey related. It's like that seven degrees to Kevin Bacon Bacon. thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what that's with whiskey. (laughs) We only did it in like three. But anyways, Pinhook. So so the way Pin another way that Pinhook pays tribute to horse racing is with their bottles. So their bottles are inspired by um, like bright colors and geometric patterns like found in jockey clothing and silks. So I thought that was actually really cool. And I think this is kind of what you were sort of leaning towards, AJ, when it comes Mm -hmm. to when it comes to um, naming their bottles or their whiskey. their releases, they are they pay tribute to um, thoroughbreds, like the the best thoroughbreds that are out there. So um, they they have this uh, the name of that horse somewhere in the name of the release. Is that what you were what you looked into, AJ? Is that is that is that what you're referring to? Definitely. So just to piggyback off that real quick, go back to the bottle that we're sipping on. 
our high proof bourbon is the actual horse's name is Bohemian bourbon. And the horse size is 15 to three hands. I don't know what that means. Do you by chance know? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. the horse is also a, the color of the horse is brown and it's a female horse. Very cool. Um, Another cool thing that they do also is that I kind of liked, and it's kind of related to wine, is they treat their whiskey actually kind of like fine wine. So instead of like offering a a consistent flavor uh, year after year, like a lot of, you know, brands do, they release annual like um, vintages blended to represent the best part of that particular year. So um, they're not just, you know, pumping out the same flavor every time. It actually has a distinctive flavor, which I thought was really cool. See, I like that, but I don't like that. Ooh. I don't like because it's one of those situations where if you find a bottle that you love, you better buy as many as you can because once it's gone, it's gone. Unlike, you know, some other whiskeys where, you know, you're going to get the same thing pretty much every single year. And mm-hmm. then on top of it, with the limited release of each year, they do those different blends therefore it's a different horse on so for example the high proof bourbon the bohemian bourbon horse is different from last year that year was a completely different name so it makes the collector in me be like where have these been all my life i'm so angry i need them now oh man they they got you (laughs) they got you hooked man i'm hooked line and you're just gonna have to buy every bottle every release uh yeah dedicate a whole wall to strictly pin hook bottles i already have a whole multiple shelves dedicated to different jack daniels bottles i cannot do that for another brand because then i will be divorced you're no collector (laughs) anyways um another little fun fact aj is that um one of the founders sean josephs he actually before he uh went full time um into the uh, bourbon making business, he worked as a sommelier. For wine? Um, yeah. No, 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 for, not for wine. Sorry, for whiskey. Whiskey, okay. Yeah, oh, for whiskey. So he, so he did the learning about it first. Well, yeah. I wonder if people do that because you have to, well, you probably don't have to, but it's probably best to learn. Therefore, your product at the end can have a bunch of varietals opposed to being something basic. Oh, for sure. And that's why he's the company's master blender and taster. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. So we're getting quality whiskey from and some guy is vetting it. Not some not just some guy, an ex sommelier who knows his shit is vet, uh, you know, vetting everything and like coming up with, you know, the right taste for us, which I think was also interesting. So based on all this research, research I did, I really have become a big fan of pin hook in the small amount of time in a really small amount of time so are you going to be collecting well you're not a collector let's just be honest let's call it spade a spade you're not a collector but are you gonna start (laughs) you're gonna start buying (laughs) own pin hook when you do come across them not to collect Um, but a bottle to have on your shelf to drink yeah yeah what uh what i will do is buy a bottle to have and then, you know, to sort of now that I have this knowledge to, you know, when I have guests over, I can just say, hey, did you know this, this and that? Um, and it's pretty good whiskey, which it is. Um, so I would do that. Just I would have just one bottle. I'm not going to go crazy like you. I'm just going to, yeah, keep it simple. But yeah. So how do you know what to buy, though? Um, like, are you going to get the the flagship rye, the high proof bourbon like we're drinking right now? The high proof rye, the flagship bourbon? Like, you know, which one would you get? 
since you're only willing to get one? Honestly, I don't know. If, if, if you want an honest answer, I don't know. I guess I have to do more research on what each of them means. So if I want like a straight rye or do I want, you know, a bourbon or whatever, whatever they're coming up with, you know, I'll have to look into it. I guess maybe when I'm at the store, see what they have and then do a little research and then decide then. Let's be honest. If you, Eric, you're probably just going to see Pinhook and not look into which specific one it is. And be like, oh, Pinhook, I want to buy Pinhook. This I'll grab it. No, if there's like, you know, different variations of it, I'll look it up. I'll be like, okay, so this one's, you know, the hard rye guy. This one's, you know, the bourbon war. But they're not going to be next to each other, most likely. Like, usually when you go to the liquor store, they have them divided up by the type of whiskey. Uh, so you're Okay, in that case, whichever one I see, I'm grabbing. Okay, that makes sense. That's, that's an Eric answer. And mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Hey, we keep it real here. We keep it real and we keep it honest. We keep it really honest. Exactly. And Ooh, that, that concludes whiskey history. Thank you for the applause. Thank you, everyone, listen for listening and applauding. I appreciate that. You know, we have live listeners now, so they just applaud for you, whatever's necessary. Right. We're, we're live in the studio, and we do have, it sounded like, maybe about 12 people in the studio. Uh, we have a large... Also, children, obviously. We have children in the audience. Oh, man. So we picked up a soundboard to improve the podcast and have a little fun, because our podcast is about, as we mentioned before, drinking together, having a good time. It's not all stickly. So I figured, hey, let's have a little soundboard for some fun. I did not realize the cheering was going to sound like little kids from Five Nights at Freddy. <laughs> oh, you probably should have checked before, AJ. You know, sometimes you got to prep and sometimes you just got to gun it. Both, this is, you know, if, I, if I understand yeah. correctly, this is an adult podcast, not children's podcast. Well, since it is alcohol related, yes, we do. I guess legally have to say it's an adult podcast. It as long is. As podcast or Spotify, you can listen no matter what. And just to clarify, we are not live in the studio. There are no children here. It's just AJ and I. But it's not even AJ and I or, or Eric and I. It's literally we're in different houses right now. It's so. just me. It's just Eric by himself with Frodo. His dog, I'm sure his dog is there somewhere. Yep, he's hanging out. He's here hanging out. But yeah, anyways, that concludes it. AJ, do you have anything else to add? I thought it was really cool. Another thing, actually, I need to add another thing. It's not necessarily history. Did you just go to close it out and then bring it right back into yourself after you asked me if I had anything else? Absolutely. So one thing that I found interesting, which is not history, but it is what they call the pinhook design system, which I think is super, super cool because each pinhook label has three um, consistent elements. Uh, which allow their fans to easily identify the expression and uh, the vintage of the bottle. So uh, the three components are the color, uh, the geometry, and um, the horses on the label. So basically, um, Pinhook makes... So in terms of the color, Pinhook makes two styles of whiskey, bourbon, and rye, and in four different expressions of each. So each one of those eight total expressions has its own dedicated color of dipped wax, which um, allows remains um, the same year after year. So I think that was pretty cool. Definitely. So if you go with the the high proof bourbon, which is what we're sipping on, I believe that color is like a purple pinkish color. Mm-hmm. And it's throughout every year, like Eric mentioned, but the, the design is different. I do believe last year's 
design was not cir- like half circles like this current one. I believe it was triangles. Yeah. But you, you just said the geometric shape also represents the same bottle, right? Correct. So that's the that's one of the elements. And um, yeah, so they do choose geometric shapes uh, that appear on the label. And they are referenced to, again, the kind of geometric shaping that's used in jockey clothing. So, yeah, the color, the geometry, and then finally the horse, um, uh, the horse on the labels. Um, it changes depending on the blends. And every year they select uh, two up and coming thoroughbreds um, with their partners at Bourbon Lane Stable. And then so they select. Um, each horse, and then they name them after they name their bottles after that horse, which is cool. Definitely. So it looks like I just put up real quick. It looks like the circle ones, the ones that have the labels with like little circles on them, those are for the geometric shape, of course. Those are the 2022 releases, and then 2021, those are the ones that have the triangle on it that I was referring mm. to. Oh, okay, yeah, because I'm I'm looking at a few of them. They have like a half circle one that gets cut off like a big circle and then they have another circle that kind of goes around the horse's head and then they have like a v-shape and they have like these like triangles which is really cool and they'll have either like the full horse with the jockey on it a horse head or like a a, a horse just by itself uh full body which is really cool I, I i love the uh the difference in the colors when you see them all together it looks really nice it's actually a really cool visual um to look at I just realized something. So we're drinking the 2020 bottle. Mm-hmm. Not, I thought we were drinking the 2022 at first, but no, it's the 2020. Oh, okay. Gotcha. What, what is, yeah, so, what's on the label? What color? It's a, it's a purple, it's a purple pinkish one. And wow. it's not full circle. It's like a geometrically a half of one circle and like a quarter of another circle. Uh, and then the body of uh, just a horse by itself. Yeah. Body of the horse by itself in the okay. center of the label. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there's some really cool ones like with the jockeys and you can see their numbers, you know, how they when they rate the horses race, they have their numbers on the saddle and stuff like that. So really some really cool art. I like it. Uh, I want to buy all of them now. Look, look what you did. Oh, me? Yeah, you. How? Three of the cool collecting shit. And now I'm like, now I want to collect them all. Like I just Pokemon. did a little research, man. I just did a little research and I told you what I found. Well, Found some good stuff there. And I because well, out there, if they did not know about Pinhook already, I do, and I think Eric agrees, pick up a bottle and give it a try. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it might sting at first. Maybe not for you. It did for me. But after a while, you get used to it, and it's it's damn tasty. It really is. It had the, the Kentucky Hook at first. You know, my third sip, I, I got it. But now it's just smooth, even though I didn't put water or ice or anything. It's just a completely delicious bourbon. And I'm definitely going to pick up another bottle of a different kind. Yeah, and I'm going to pick up a bottle, maybe two. Maybe two. You know what you should do is pick up a bourbon and a rye. So at least they're, you know, different styles. Yeah, maybe. You know what I should do? I'm going to buy a bottle from my uncle who, who would take me, who my dad and, my, and his brother, my uncle, they're the ones who would take me as a kid growing up to uh, the Santa Anita racetrack. So maybe I'll buy him a bottle and be like, hey, look, this is, and then just drop the knowledge. It's connected to horse racing, uncle. Drop the knowledge, but before you leave, open the bottle with him and taste it. Yeah, for sure. Got to do that. That sounds good, bro. Um, Before we close out this episode, anything else you want to add? 
No, other than uh, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to the podcast and, um, you know, help support us in that way so we can continue to do what we do. Definitely. We would greatly appreciate that. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please go on whatever platform you're listening to and give us a review. You know, if it's if it's not a good review, send us a message or a DM and let us know what you want to hear from us. We're happy to uh, try new things out, but we want to keep it obviously open-minded. R-rated. <laughs> We're enjoying the whiskey and having fun with it. That's what the main thing is about. Yes, exactly. All right, my brother. Well, I believe that concludes today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, sir, brothers and sisters. Together we drink. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.